What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to another episode of the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you're a listener to the Black Man with the Gun podcast, there's merchandise there also for your purchase. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Do a search for M-W Tactical. Today's show is going to be a short one, but right now we're just going to go ahead and talk about a little bit of what's going on around the country. First talking point I want to go ahead and hit up is wherever you live at in the country, and if you have any, wherever you live at in the country, and you want to go ahead and continue your training with firearms, I will say look up competition in your area, regardless if it's IDPA, USPSA three gun, a two gun match, whatever it may be, go sign up for it. You will have fun, but at the same time, you will be honing in your skills when it comes to firearms training. So please go look up competition in your area, whether it be USPSA, IDPA, three gun, two gun. Please go sign up. You won't regret it. For those of us who are into USPSA shooting, and you're looking to do a level two match next year, 2020, April 2020, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Low Country USPSA is bringing back Battle at the Beach. Registration is open up now. Competition starts 23 April of 2020. For more information, go visit LowCountryUSPSA.com. Not too long ago, we started a GoFundMe campaign to get some law enforcement officers into jiu-jitsu training. We are $200 away from sending our first officer into this training. I am asking everybody, please donate what you can give. 5, 10, 20, 30, it doesn't matter. Please visit GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training and let's get this first officer into jiu-jitsu training again go to gofundme.com forward slash leo training for those of you who know who kevin dixie is he's doing another teach and learn event on memorial day weekend in the st louis area we'll talk about that a little bit more when more information is handed down the pipeline but for right now if you're looking at doing it block off your memorial day weekend for the Teach and Learn event hosted by Kevin Dick. All right, so a lot of times people always ask, what got me into competition shooting? So what took place for me to get started into competition shooting, I was taking a Homeland Security course back in 2014 when I was stationed at Fort Benning while I was still in the Army. Part of this course, the instructor took the students to a competition match. In the competition match, it was IDPA, USPSA platform. But the philosophy behind the instructor was, you are not as good as you think you are. And everybody thinks they can do so much with the firearm until you put the firearm in their hand. And of course, if you never touched a firearm in 
five, ten years. So how many of us heard the stories of people talking about what they did when they was in the military or when they was an officer of the law or 20 years ago when they had a handgun, they haven't touched one since. You know, people have this false belief that they can still continue to do that stuff. When handling a firearm, it's just like a skill set of being bilingual. If you don't use it, you're going to lose it. We went down to this competition, and honestly, I can't remember if it was IDPA or USPSA. There was this woman who blew me out the water, and she was 50 plus years old. My ego wasn't shattered. I wasn't devastated. You know, it wasn't the end of the day. It was just, I was just amazed at how people who were older than me was blowing me out the water. Of course, you know, it's just like anything else. The more you do it, the more you practice, the better you get at it. And obviously, these people have been doing the art of competition shooting for a long time. But in the, you know, midst of everything else, I caught the bug. I was addicted. I wanted to do more of it. I wanted to get better. Of course, you know, I went out and found out what it took to get into it. Signed up for the courses, paid the the little entry fee that they had. Went out, had fun. Each week you get better and better. But of course, I didn't have anybody to explain to me about USPSA or IDPA because I was doing both at that time. And it was just more of a, let me dive in and try to figure this out and see what I like the best. So when I first joined up with USPSA, I was doing production. Of course, you know, listening to certain people talk, but it wasn't really giving you all the information you need to make the better decision for what you wanted to do. So I did production at first. And... I was watching the other people doing other divisions within the squad. I want to say I did it for maybe about two or three months production. Then I jumped over to limited and I've been limited ever since. But of course, during that time frame in the military, uh, military responsibilities took precedent, you know, especially when you was a senior NCO. So I had to put competition shooting on the back burner. And that was, like I said, that was back in 2014 when I got into it and when I stopped it and I picked it back up October of last year. So, of course, when I picked it back up October of last year, I had linked up with Walter. Walter had um, sent me the Q5 match, which you see me shooting in all the videos that I posted up. And then from there, that's when the journey started for me all over again. First going back out there, I knew what I was doing, but there was great room for improvement. And of course, every weekend I would go out, I would get a little bit better, better, better to the point where I'm at right now. And there's still room for improvement. My journey also took me to looking at the gear, all right, because you can do it with the gun, but also the gear is very important. So... I went through about two or three sets of magazine pouch holders until I figured out which one I really liked and which one I really wanted. I was cool with that. The next thing I did was put some base pads on my magazines because, you know, um, with the 
capacity that that came with the Walther from the factory, a lot of times when you're shooting, you know, the more rounds you have, the better you can plan for your next reload, you know, and it doesn't force you to do a reload unless the course forces you. But if I had more rounds, I'm cool with it. So I ended up getting um, magazine extensions for all my magazines, which, you know, gave me the 20 round, 21 rounds in the magazines, which allowed me to run the course a little bit more enjoyable. Overall, like I said, I was having fun, you know, getting the gear and everything. At the conclusion of season one of the M-W Tactical Podcast, I made a challenge to myself that I want to see if I can make a class by the end of this year, right? Well, of course, this is only November. So we still have the month of November and December (laughs) before the challenge is over with. But I didn't, you know, make some crazy offering or anything like that. This was just a personal endeavor that I want to share with everybody. And I can honestly say that journey is harder than I thought. And when I say that, I think I put more stress on myself than anything else, because the more stress I put on myself about making it to the next classification level, which would have been B class for me, it started taking the fun away. And then when I realized I wasn't having fun no more, I just stopped worrying about making it and then went back to having fun, gave myself um, a challenge. So a lot of times when you sign up for these matches, you get to pick who you get to shoot with. Of course, if you're late to signing up and the squad's already filled up, you have to take the offerings of what you have. But majority of the time, every week I go out, I always shoot with um, the same group of people with, you know, variants I'll change up every now and then so I don't get complacent. A lot of times what I do is I'll pick somebody and that's the person I'm chasing because if they're better than me, I'm chasing them until I can close in that gap. And then before you know it, you're running neck and neck with that person. So that's where I'm at right now um, with it. But the one thing about the classification system with USPSA, the classifiers is what's killing me. Like I said, between season one and now, the closest I got to making B class, I was 0.15% away. Yes, you heard that correct. 0.15%. That's literally a sneeze. Right? If I'm standing on the line, the wind blow, it's going to blow me over the line. I would have been there. You know, but 0.15%. So, the way I equated it to my mind was on one previous classifier, I could have done better. And that classifier that gave me that 0.15%, that would have been just enough to push me over. But either way you look at it, it just wasn't my time. So, but I'm still having fun. Right now, I am literally 3% away from making B class. But once again, the year is not over with. We still have some wiggle room. If I don't make where I want to be by the end of the year or where I stated where I should be at by the end of the year, By January, I just make a new challenge and we'll see where that's going to take us within the realm of competition shooting. You know, we're going to have time to talk about, you know, more with competition shooting in future episodes. I'm going to bring in children who shoot competition 
officials within the sport of USPSA, match directors, just people who shape the sport of USPSA as we know it today. And of course, when you sit there and you look at it, I honestly believe USPSA is a thing that is so big, it welcomes everybody and it's enough fun for everybody to have. So we're going to talk about that in upcoming episodes and the journey more into competition shooting. For now, we're going to go ahead and listen to this commercial. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Woodland from m-wtactical.com and co-host of the Black Man with a Gun podcast. We are reaching out to ask everyone that is in earshot to help us raise money to put four law enforcement officers in jiu-jitsu training for a year. We are looking to raise the money two ways. First, if you live in the state of South Carolina and want to get your concealed weapons permit, the instructor fee will go towards the campaign. The second way is you can donate $50 to gofundme.com forward slash LEO training. The goal is to raise $4,000. Again, we are looking to get 80 people to help contribute $50 to put four law enforcement officers through jiu-jitsu training for a year. This act will be presented in the name of the 2A community. There you have it. Visit www.m-wtactical.com but ensure you go to our Facebook and Instagram and follow us on our journey in the sport of the competition shooting and the realm of the 2A community. Until next week, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun.